0: Transmitting from the Mojave Wilderness in Joshua Tree, California. Now is the time for Desert Oracle Radio, the voice of the desert. Night has fallen on the Mojave once again. And night is the most interesting part of the day in the desert. Very much so in the summer. When most wild animals are at rest in cool underground burrows. Humans, horseflies, ravens, roadrunners, the occasional brain-fried coyote. That's the kind of animal foolish enough to be out in the heat of the day. You look at a seemingly barren desert landscape like the Kelso Sand Dunes to Mojave National Preserve. Now that place comes to life in the night. Fringe-toed lizards, kangaroo rats, sidewinders, and kit fox. Now if you take a walk through a Joshua Tree woodland at dusk and return in the morning, you'll find whole highways of tracks, herds of mule deer and bighorn, the wandering, heavier prints of the coyote and the mountain lion and the bobcat, the rope. Shaped tracks of rattlers and gopher snakes on the hunt. Look in a dry wash and try to find a sandy spot without tracks. Especially the tiny marks left by deer mice and beetles, centipedes, and scorpions. I want to tell you about the most desert of desert animals a life form so insane it hardly seems real it prowls by night it howls like a high-pitched wolf and it mostly eats centipedes and scorpions i'm talking about the fierce rodent we call the grasshopper mouse it's about four inches of pure nocturnal terror not including its long tail these new world killers don't just eat scorpions they eat the stingers they eat the stingers first and the scorpion venom doesn't bother them. In fact, they get high from it. They love it. Just a couple of years ago in 2013, a study found that the most potent scorpion venom, that of the tiny bark scorpion, was transubstantiated by the grasshopper mouse into a painkiller. The research paper Voltage-gated sodium channel in grasshopper mice defends against bark scorpion toxin was published in the journal Science and written by Ashley Rowe and her team at the University of Texas at Austin. Look it up. Now other things come out at night, too. On a spring night in 2016, a man was driving southwest from Pahrump, Nevada, headed toward 29 Palms. He had planned to stay in Pahrump or Shoshone, but he hadn't made a reservation because he hadn't known that every room in the area was booked for a foot race, a 120-mile relay race of some kind, and almost all the runners were cops. So, he refilled his coffee at a truck stop, and he headed home, which wasn't really all that far, and it was a pleasant night for taking the Mojave backroads. After crossing Route 66 and the railroad tracks, he was driving in a leisurely 62 miles per hour or so on cruise control, because there are sometimes highway patrolmen hiding by the salt evaporation ponds run by amboy's national chloride company now amboy was founded by salt miners on bristol dry lake back in 1858 and that's the sodium chloride that we use to keep the ice off the roads in the sierra so he continues up the grade towards the sheephole mountain and Clayhorn lakes wilderness areas nobody ahead and nobody behind a clear night and a nearly full moon and then in the rear view he sees headlights and this guy because if it's somebody racing himself in a dodge charger or a souped up honda or whatever at 1 a.m it's a guy Well, he must be doing 120, because that grade is 14 miles long, and here comes this jackass racing up behind, and then he's tailgating, of course, and he won't pass, even though there's not another car anywhere in either direction. So our driver taps the brakes a couple of times to show his displeasure, and, still being blinded by this cretin's high beams, he slows to about 45, 35. Finally, disgusted, he comes to a complete stop, In the road. And he turns around just in time to watch the piercing white lights rapidly retreat miles down the grade and then come to a sudden stop and then blink off entirely. The driver was still in that frame of mind so common to Americans behind the wheel, which is simmering road rage and it was only as he crossed Wonder Valley that the absolute weirdness of the situation settled in. Was there even another car at all? The only thing he saw was a pair of bright lights that followed and harassed him between the salt ponds and the summit on Amboy Road. Even when he turned around to face the car that was now apparently stopped right behind him in the southbound lane, he didn't see a car. Just those lights, those infuriating lights, which retreated at a ridiculous speed and then simply went out. A car, it halfway occurred to him, would probably have turned around or passed him. Or the driver would have gotten out and blasted a hole through his head with a sawed-off shotgun. That's the kind of thing that's a legitimate concern when you encounter some unhinged nut job in the middle of the night on an empty road in the Mojave Desert. That very concern, in fact, is what killed off any ideas about driving back down the grade to see what, if anything, was now several miles away and unlit. Well, that whole tale is true. At least that's how I remember it. I was the one planning to stay in Pahrump that night, because I was up there that day, hiking through the wildflowers. It was the end of the Death Valley super bloom of the spring of 16, and even the tail end of that display was incredible and well worth the drive. We classify and organize our memories automatically. Think of your parents, and you'll think of the places where you grew up think about different jobs you've had and you'll see the faces of the people that you worked with for good or ill. I had put this particular memory into an automatically created folder titled Encounters with Various Desert Creeps and Criminals, like when a guy tries to get into your car while you're pumping gas in Ridgecrest at night, or people in the motel room next to you in Victorville are apparently discussing burying a body, that kind of thing. Weird lights have harassed travelers on lonesome roads for thousands of years. People used to call them spook lights or will o' the wisp. There are famous ghost lights in West Texas and in the desert outside of Marfa. And then there's the Minmen Lights. The Minmen Lights in the Australian desert name for the old hotel minmen. John Milton's time the English called them friars lanterns and in the southwestern backcountry of our own era some of us think that common human drivers with apparently magical abilities are behind these lights while others go right to the UFO reporting site scientists have studied the lights too and have come up with Suggested solutions including electricity and geologic movement forming plasma balls that don't just hover but appear to act with intelligence, even malice. The strange things that happen to us, especially the strange things that happen to us in the quiet of the desert, seem ready for whatever explanation that first comes to mind. There was a minor official in a minor province of the Roman Empire some years back, traveling with companions to Damascus, capital of war-torn Syria today. As Luke writes in the Acts of the Apostles, As he neared Damascus on his journey, suddenly a light from heaven flashed around him. He fell to the ground. A blinding light one of those rare and powerful and purposeful beams of light that we are told strike certain individuals at key moments in their life. Tesla as a child in the Balkans, Philip K. Dick in Fullerton, Bob Dylan at home in Malibu, Merle Haggard in a small plane over Point Conception, Joan of Arc, St. Catherine. Saul had been busy trying to break up a new cult in Jerusalem that had attracted the local rabble, the same way the cops busted up Occupy Wall Street. It's what the boss always wants, keep things calm, root out the troublemakers, law and order. And we are told that Saul was on his way to Damascus to hunt down the remnants of this Jerusalem cult in the Syrian synagogues. As Saul had never known the martyr that these followers now called their Lord. But when his mind filled with an internal voice that seemed to be coming from the blinding beams of light on this desert highway, he suddenly believed it was the spirit of this preacher executed by the empire. Saul converted to the new faith then and there. Because he saw weird lights in the desert... The global religion that he established is still being practiced today, some 2,000 years later. Writing under his new name, Paul, Saul wrote the defining books and letters of Christianity, which for many centuries was the key philosophy of the entire Western world. You never know what's going to happen on a lonesome desert highway. of waking up in the middle of the night in a cold sweat, wondering where you're going and how you got there? Are you sick of going to a job you don't even enjoy, only to worry all the time about being laid off and replaced by a robot or a few lines of computer code? It may be time to ditch the whole nightmare and move to the desert. Sure, there's not much in the way of restaurants, and houses are ugly, and summer is intolerable, and... There's no uber. But the desert itself is a fine environment for the contemplative mind. Whether you'd like to move to Joshua Tree or Marfa, Moab or Bisbee, the truth is you're going to have to learn about the desert. The bizarre history, the shocking geology, the strange and spiky plants, the amazing wildlife and, of course, the various mysteries that plague the desert the way lack of parking and reliable public transportation plagues your city. You will need to subscribe to The Desert Oracle, the quarterly publication about the wonders and secrets of America's vast desert wilderness and the interesting little communities found within. Send just $25 by check or money order to Desert Oracle, Post Office Box 1735, joshua tree california or subscribe online at desert that's desert oracle post office box 1735 joshua tree california you'll receive four delightful pocket-sized issues of america's only print magazine that is only about the american desert Edwards Air Force Base covers an immense dry lake bed in the western Mojave. This is where the Wright Staff pilots became legends. And this is where rocket planes were tested and where the space shuttle often landed. On the night of October 7th, 1965, something happened at Edwards. And because of the nature of what was happening, Conversations in the Edwards Tower were tape recorded, along with radio and telephone conversations between pilots and air traffic control towers from Phoenix to Las Vegas to Los Angeles International. Would
1: you do us a favor. We're looking for about seven UFOs. Well, they, uh, you're in video far out we do I don't know okay. We're not positive. Uh, this is coming from this uh, is George. Stop on here. let uh, Did he come from the Northeast? Yeah. Yes. No, he came from the. and uh, we're carrying on uh, and radar. Look to the north of it. There's one coming pretty fast. I think you'll see it's moving. He's coming from north to south. North to south. right? North to south at this time from Edwards. Right. He's blinking red. And, uh, right. I have another red light next. Uh, Green light combination in sight Moving very rapidly Over the field. this time I'm going to check with my RAPCOM To see if they have any movement here Phoenix ASO ASO lads here Say have you all had any uh, reports Of unknown flying objects Over there
0: For nearly five hours, up to a dozen objects zoomed around this desert air base. A UFO officer was pulled out of bed to authorize a scramble, and the order was given to record the incident using spare tracks on the radar archive tapes. Some of these recordings were eventually released to the public.
1: 157A Special 13, uh, which is the classification for unsafe target. This is the power in Edwards. We have an object now. Open the field. He is right over the field. Right over Edwards. Moving southward fairly rapidly. And this thing also has, I can make out red and white flashing lights. And the captain at step one has confirmed this. He can also see this. He can also see this. Okay, they've finally gotten back up to UFO officer Edwards of the And he said, yes, he would uh, like to have uh, a look. We're getting uh, plenty of uh, live. Uh, The data has has visuals on these things. About 40 miles south of Edwards, several of them uh, running in the uh, altitude. Victorville and uh, uh, Lancaster, it's oh, roughly about 20 miles uh, east of Palmdale uh, here on 138, and he said this, this bright red object, uh, he saw it kind of over, all of a sudden it made a pass right down over his car and right across the highway and said it paralleled the highway for a off, and if they like, excuse me, he thought it was going to hit the car. Holy mackerel. Al <laughs> uh, Roger, this is the plane again. WDTA's take three. Listen, time this uh, bird is taking off. Is that a hot bird? Right? No. No, he's, he's cold. Yeah, he's cold and he's, uh, he's not loaded, right? No, he's, he's not loaded. All of us are up there, correct. Okay, it's is good. he uh, aware of now what he's going to be doing and everything? Really? <laughs> How pleased is he? Oh, <laughs> well, uh, he didn't say too much. Yeah. 86. Okay, Edwards Tower? Yes, sir. WD? Okay, Alpha Lima 01 is now bearing about uh, 195 for 15. I have Just, him inside. You have him inside? Yes. Edwards, do you still have any of these UFOPs in sight? sight. Yes. Uh, uh, yep. Okay, Tower, pick out one you want to intercept and we'll take a zero-one in on him. Have him, have him uh, proceed. Uh, it appears to be going north-north now. How come uh, right down the runway? Uh, 04. I'm 01. Uh, Would you turn uh, your running lights on? Yeah. Right Roger, 01. Uh, okay. I guess those things turn hostile because they haven't done anything yet. It's yeah. well, interesting to see what's going to happen. Uh, yeah. Thanks look. for looking. Roger, between WDTX-3. One point getting close. She's cranked up, but I think we hit a snare here. Oh, uh, goodness. We're checking on it right now. I'll let you know. Oh, okay. Right. Uh, okay. This ball all, right. all, all of them appear now that the red light has stopped, and they all appear to be heading up uh, altitude right. Is that right? I'll go out watch that bright one again. Okay, sir. Uh, there's uh, three
0: more of them. During this outrage at Edwards Air Force Base, There were 700 top aerospace engineers on base for a two-day conference. You can hear the entirety of that recording. We have a link at our website, desertoracle.com, click radio, or you can look it up. At archive.org. Now, if you see something in the night sky, experts suggest that you first rule out any other possibility before you think it's anything weird. Could it be an airplane? A helicopter, a bird, a Mylar birthday balloon with Garfield on it, a satellite, the International Space Station, the planet Venus, or lately, the planet Jupiter. Make sure you're not mentally or visually impaired. Take off your sunglasses, put down the beer, but watch the skies. We have something interesting coming up in Palm Springs at the Ace Hotel and Swim Club, Desert Oracle campfire stories. The first one will be on the first Thursday of August. That's August 3rd, 7.30 p.m. Come on down, gather around the fire pit, and we're going to tell stories about Yucca Man, Lost minds, Missing Tourists. Shallow Graves And we'll have A preview Of these Campfire stories on the next Program The cowboy Writer Zane Gray in 1910 Published his novel The Heritage of the Desert The book is 107 years old But there are some good lines Within it so the desert trained each of its wild things to survive. No eye of the desert but burned with the flame of the sun. To kill or to escape death, that was the dominant motive. To fight barrenness and heat, that was stern enough. But each creature must also fight his fellow. You can listen to all of our past episodes and you can subscribe the podcast of the broadcast at iTunes, Stitcher, or at Google Play. If there's something you need to tell us, if there's something you'd like to hear on the show, you can write to us. The email address is radio at desertoracle.com. And when you're in the high desert... Tune your FM dial to 107.7. That's KCDZ and Joshua Tree, Yucca Valley, 29 Palms, Wonder Valley, Flamingo Heights, Amboy, boy, to and all across the Mojave Wilderness. Good night from the voice of the desert.